You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's call, we are speaking with a wonderful woman and dear friend of mine, Jana. And Jana is an award-winning business owner. She's also a full-time mama and also sings and songwrites. And if you have been feeling stuck or lost or unsure with what to do, maybe you've got a big decision or you're not quite sure how to create a life around your passions that fuels your wallet and your soul, you want to stay tuned because Jana very eloquently shares her experience of leaning in to her individualized wisdom and intuition and how she had no idea what was going to lead from her taking the beginning steps towards her dreams. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm not sure where you're finding yourself in the world today. My name is Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com, and I am honored to have a dear friend of mine on the show today. She is a kick booty singer-songwriter. She's an extraordinary teacher, speaker, and coach, and she's going to be sharing her story with us today, and maybe we can take home ways that we can all practically escape the rat race, since that's what we're all about here at ReviveYourSanity.com. So, Shauna, without further ado, I'm just going to let you take it away, if you can share a little bit about your story, and then kind of what you're up to now. Sure. Yeah, well, hello, and Amy, thank you so much. It's been, it's been an honor to be invited to your show, and I just, I'm blessed to share the message, and if somebody or your audience is going to is going to find it inspiring and it will put them into inspired action, it would be a blessing. So, yeah, well, we, as you know, I am a business owner and in fact, it's the perfect timing to uh, interview me because a couple of days ago, I got an email uh, from uh, just an email in my inbox. It said, uh, Milpitas, business recognition and apparently one of my businesses um, got recognized as the best business the best business in my city for 2016 in this category and the category is it's a business related to kids and teaching music and movement to the families with kids under seven so (laughs) that was a little bit of uh, bragging here with your permission, but I was totally, um, totally caught off guard uh, by looking at that email and I even asked my son, like, is this what I think it is? And he says, congratulations, mom. So going into the story, like what was before the awards and everything, everything else and international recognition in that industry, Uh, in area and also in the type of work that I'm doing right now. Here is the story just in a nutshell. Um, I was born and raised in another country. I was born and raised in Russia and my um, basically I identified three major passions that I have. It's teaching, 
little kids and definitely music. And by music, I mean primarily singing. So whatever I was doing in life, it was all, um, everything was combining these three passions. And I just found a way to, um, to bundle it all together. And so the business that I built, um, and I didn't know that so that you understand, I didn't know that at the time, at the very beginning. So I didn't have the clarity that everybody is talking about to move forward. Like you have to have the clarity and know exactly what you want to get. That was not the case with me. I was just following my heart, my intuition, my passions. And in the long run, um, after actually it was not such a long run. It was, it was just a few years um, Later, I found out um, that I do have a business and it's a thriving business that sustains me and my family, my kids, uh, even my parents. And, you know, I just want to scale it up. So I, was, I started looking for ways to expand because when you get to the, the peak of the mountain, right, the top of the mountain, then there are two ways to go. You can scale it to the width, right, and go wider, or you can go deeper. And so that was a tough choice. So now, having my current business and realizing and, and fulfilling my passions on a daily basis, also I've become a speaker to spread the message of love and compassion and peace around the planet through the art of communicating and the art of true connection with the kids and adults. I started doing workshops. Again, I was just simply following my heart. Uh, in fact, I finished one today for the sixth graders. And in our area, the sixth graders are still in the elementary school. So it's sort of like this uh, little soul, they're in transition. And there's a lot of unknown um, for them and scary stuff, as they think, uh, to go into the middle school and in life in general. And so the work I started doing with the preteens and teens, it's all related, like all is connected. I've connect, I tried, I've managed to connect all the dots um, around my three major passions. And I keep going. I, I opened a meetup uh, that's called Women with Big Dreams. Now we have a, a Facebook group. We have, you know, lots of other resources where we can support each other especially the inner game, but also the business-related, like business development stuff. And what I can tell you is that it's a journey. Uh, clarity is not the prerequisite. It's actually the destination. That's what I learned through my journey. And I am just at the beginning, as I think, because just, you know, after all these years of sorting and seeing, through the ideas, through the uh, concepts that I was building on paper, and then I was testing them, and something worked and something didn't. So through all of that, this joy, this joy in every single step. And just like Napoleon Hill says, um, you know, any drama, any trauma, it's an opportunity in disguise that is very, very true. You might not see and feel it in the moment, but later on, in retrospective, when you look back, 
you can simply connect all the dots and you can see how much you've changed and how much you've learned and gained and how it has changed you and has made you more powerful due to all everything that has happened to you in the past. It's just amazing. So everything makes sense. The fears are gone. Uh, life is too short to be controlled by our fears and insecurities. Of course, you can do. I mean, it's easier said than done. But if you are focused on moving forward without trying to be perfect every single time, just being staying, just staying in motion. I mean, staying in motion, not necessarily in perfect motion, but inspired motion. I think that's the key. So I don't know if I, did I answer your question? Because it kind of got a, you know, long answer. I think it was perfect, Shauna. I mean, you and I share the passion for, for just sharing our hearts with people. And I'm really struck when you share your story by a few things. You know, the first is that I can really feel that life is an experiment to you. And that growth-oriented mindset, and I do know you personally, of course, so I know as well that this is absolutely true for you. And it's interesting because I, when I work with a lot of other creatives, a, a trap, I guess we could, we could say that I've also fallen into in the past is this need to be perfect, right? And to get it right like, as soon as possible. Can you share how in your own life that that may have actually hindered you in the past? Have you ever dealt with a perfectionist kind of thinking? Or have you, since you've been a child, always been a little bit more growth oriented and experiential? Oh, absolutely. Well, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great question, Amy. Um, no, well, in my case, um, well, first of all, I've always been drawn to psychology, like how, how the human mind operates. So I was reading as a little child, I was reading books, and I was taking NLP classes. I got certi certified as master NLP uh, specialist. And in spite of all of that, it's just like you said, life is an experiment. And yes, when I was, I would find myself stuck in certain situations Oh man, I mean, <laughs> it would freeze me for sometimes for years. And it took a lot of determination to kind of face that. Well, step one was to face it, to be completely true to myself and not start, stop suppressing that and stop pretending that it's not there. And I'm really stuck and I need help. And there were instances where I, where I was actually seeking professional help and there's nothing wrong with that. I was wise enough to ask for help because at some point of my life I was suicidal. And I realized very quickly that in spite of me being a very strong person, I needed help from, from the outside. So it was not enough for me to stay. It was not serving me. I had two amazing kids. I was born to be a mom, of, of, you know, apart from a lot of other things. And I was looking at my children with no joy. And when I realized that what was happening for me, I clearly understood that the help is needed. And it was needed at that moment, like badly. And so one or two sessions with a professional and I was back on track. I was actually waking up with joy in my system, with joy in my eyes. 
and I was back to life. And from that point on, it was a blast. It's sort of like lighting up two ends of the same stick, right? Like which end do we light up? The, the end of joy or the end of stuckness in which, which one do we prefer to kind of look at? And I chose the end, the other end, the end of joy. So, because on the other one, knowing the contrast, right? It's procrastination. It's that being trapped in that life pit where there's no way out until you make a conscious decision that it's not serving you anymore. And then use all your resources, internal or the help from the coaches or the professionals who know what they're doing. And this, again, it's not a sign of weakness. Here's what I want to tell you. A lot of people, including me, I thought because of my cultural background, because of all the other things that we read and you know, we are all educated, right? So for a lot of people, it seems like it's a sign of weakness if you're asking for help. To me, it's a sign, it's a sign of wisdom. It's a sign of your constant in expansion and your attention on that. It's a sign of wisdom and a sign of love. Love to yourself, to your own being, and as a result, to the whole world and everybody who you love and you surround with. So, again, what did I answer the question? <laughs> oh, yes, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I mean, there's such a beauty and truth when you speak, Shauna, of the fact that we are all on an individualized path. And I absolutely believe that everybody's path is unique, but wisdom shows up and bubbles up in all of us. So we know, we know, even if with our analytical, you know, monkey brain computers, we, we don't think we know deep within our soul or people call it a gut feeling or an instinct. We do know. And I really appreciate that you're sharing so candidly with listeners and how you're highlighting the human element and that we are all human. And by that, we're going to experience the ups and the downs, but that that's okay. And that even though it could be really uncomfortable, there was nothing wrong, you know? And when you had that self-realization for yourself, that's built into every one of us that you realized, okay, this could benefit me to speak with someone, how that, that shifted. So it was absolutely you following your wisdom. You know, it's really interesting. I have a lot of friends from all over the world I feel very lucky for that experience because you learn a lot. And, you know, culturally, I think this is a difference when I speak to, especially my friends from Scandinavian countries or something like that. For instance, I've got a friend here who's really suffering, you know, but in his mindset right now, he set up the rule that, you know, it's not okay to talk to someone, you know, that if you have problems, you should be able to sort them out yourself. But the problem with that is we aren't objective with our own selves. And sometimes it's absolutely helpful uh, to, to sit with someone who has an outside perspective, who has a more objective perspective, who has something that can point you in a direction where you can, again, rediscover for yourself your innate health. So I love everything you said. I know there was no question in that, <laughs> but there was a lot of truth in what you were sharing. You know, I'm also a real brain nerd and a real <laughs> neuroscience nerd. And it's exactly what you highlighted with the candle. You know, I find that in my own life. I find that in my clients' lives. 
you know, this is how we're built. This is how the brain is built to work, that whatever we focus on, that's what we're going to experience. You know, the brain is like an amazing detective. <laughs> you know, know, if we believe something to be true, like I used to have a lot of body image issues, you know, as we would call it. If I really fueled that and I kept thinking like, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds and then I will feel better, you know, I kept focusing on that, focusing that. And of course, all that did was blind me to the fact that I was really healthy for my, for my height. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then when, I, when, when, when I saw that for myself, it was amazing how it almost became comical, not to make light of people, but it became comical that I had berated myself for so long over something that I was making up. You know, my thinking about my body was completely made up. It was one interpretation out of a million. And I was clinging on to the one that was hurting me the most, you know, and I think this is really human. Um, So I would love if you could share a little bit more about that as you've built a business and put your voice out there that when you do have low moments, which I'm sure you still have because you're human and not an alien, you know, how does that look differently than it did before for you? Oh, that's a great question. Before I, before I answer that, uh, um, Amy, I just wanted to add to what you just said about different perspectives and, and about your experience with your body image. We tend to think uh, trapped in our own thinking, especially if you have a belief that it's a, it's a sign of weakness to share it with someone, then um, you know only one truth, right? And you think it's the ultimate truth. And I just want to give uh, everybody an image of a very thinly sliced apple even if you like doesn't matter how hard you try it's still going to have two sides and we very often as humans will forget that because we're looking at this very thin size and it's almost like a see-through <laughs> uh, slice right but it still has the second like give other people open up and give other people to uh, an opportunity to tell you and be open to that, to tell you what they see in you, because very often it's not exactly what you think is happening, and and you will be surprised. It happened to me several times, and happens to my clients and the children I work with. It's just amazing how it's eye opening and it's very liberating for you to understand that. You cannot be the ultimate truth for yourself without sharing it with um, somebody else and just, you know, having another perspective or another spin on your own truth. So I just wanted to add that little piece. So about the low moments, I think your question was about what, how is it different for me now when I go into the slow moments, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay, so it is very different. And it's a great question, Amy, because here is what the, my biggest shift that I've done for myself. I haven't changed my story. I've changed the relationship, my relationship with my story. I kind of uh, shifted from being a victim into staying in my own power and staying in this victory mode at all times and knowing that and coming I've done a lot of work um, on self-love because apparently if you start digging deeper 
uh, it will go into your beliefs about yourself, as you know, right? And it's just an amazing work. It's probably the most important work that people can do during the lifetime to discover who they truly are and give some time, create some time. Like we usually are so busy during the day discovering who other people are, uh, building the businesses without it really making friends with ourselves. So with a person who is looking back at you from the mirror, and there's a poem, I don't have it in front of me, but there's a beautiful poem that's called A Guy in the Glass. It was written in the 1930s. And that's exactly about that. Like you can be friends with the whole world, but if you haven't made friends with you, and you know that you're a bum at the end of the day, then it's not, what, what does it do to you? It's only heartache at the end of the day. So coming from the place from victory and coming from the place of me just being in this world and you know just 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 having like very simply if i've been put on this planet i've been put here for a reason and since there is a higher purpose to all of us and collectively and individually and I know that I'm connected, uh, everything is connected to everything and everyone is connected to everyone else. Once you come to this deep understanding of this truth, then when you go to the low moments, you understand that it's very temporary and it's great. You just understand like what side of the, of the candle you're lighting up. And you understand that this is your contrast for the day. It's not going to last forever. It's like, you know, you go to a dance party and you know that it's going to be over in a couple of hours. Or you go to the dental appointment and it hurts a little bit, but you know it's not going to stay with you forever. It's going to be gone. And then plus, this pain is actually your uh, pathway to freedom and joy, right? Because you are getting rid of this something that doesn't, doesn't serve. So when I go to the slow moments now, first of all, they are very like significantly shorter in time. And plus the best way, honestly, to get like to uh, get, not to get rid of it, but to get out of that is to take a nap. Just very simple, as simple as that. You either take a nap if you can, if it happens during the day, or you just go to sleep because during the sleep, something, as you know, because you are also, you know, very familiar and you work with this neuroscience, everything is cleansing and you are reborn into the new day. And sometimes it could go a little bit longer for a few days, but when you know that it's temporary and you know you still love yourself in this low moment, you still love yourself, that is the key then it's easy for you to get back, like quickly get back to your feet and to stay in your own emotional, not even the comfort zone, but the zone of peace and love. So, Yes. Amen, sister. Preach, preach. Yes. I, I also have had this experience in my life over the past maybe year and a half where, you know, the lows are much more graceful and I'm much more grateful for the highs, but the lows don't last as long. You know, there's this piece for me as you're speaking that I'm really struck with about at least how I hear what you're saying is that you see that you're part of a bigger system and that it's not personal. 
You know, it's a neutral system that we're all going in and out of different states of consciousness or different states of mind and that that's normal and it's okay. And for me as well, now when I get myself or when I find myself rather in a low state of mind, I kind of just take it as a, okay, well, it's like my gaslight is on empty right now. And it's just basically a, a personalized kind of system of checks and balances to let me know where I am. You know, so when I'm on that empty, exactly like you said, it may make sense to me to do something that occurs to me in that moment that may or may not shift it. Uh, and, and eventually, just by me being human, it will refuel. As long as I don't feel I have to get in there and do something with it, that's how I used to operate. You know, I would feel bad about something. I would feel uh, overwhelming sadness or self-doubt or insecurity. And then because I was a quote-unquote mental health professional, I was a social worker for a number of years, I, I would get really uh, more upset with myself. So all that did was add, add fuel to the fire. And then I just stayed in that uncomfortable state longer. Whereas naturally lately, it's just been a process of, oh, there it is. Okay, it's passing through just like waves, you know, in the ocean. You know, it would never make sense for us to go <laughs> grab a tennis racket and try to beat the waves down, you know, in the ocean. Like, exactly. oh, no, stop it, stop it, you know. But, but what happens for humans is, again, if we're just riding the waves yeah. and we're going along and it's much more peaceful and we can actually then take action from a place that's much more clear. This, for me, has been really helpful to realize that it's probably not the best idea for me to take action or respond to that email or respond to that text message if I know I'm in a low state of mind. This is exactly, Amy, I just wanted to add that piece, for, especially for, for people who are planning on having a business or, you know, already business people. I can tell you from my, it's exactly what you just said. If you find yourself... Sorry for interrupting, but it's just, it's, it's like synchronicity in place. <laughs> That's why I love you so much. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, this is a piece of advice because a lot of coaches out there and a lot of uh, mentors, they will tell you, you have to have a schedule. And if it's planned, it's a, if it's a planned meeting or you, um, you just, just stick to the plan. You know, from my experience, and I've been in business for a long time already, for over um, 15 years, my experience is that if I'm in a low energy, I will do anything possible and impossible to reschedule, or, or, you know, just like you said, um, answer the email that needs to be, if it's an important something. And even if it's among friends, it really serves you well. Don't think that you're wasting time by not being productive this day. No, it's, a, it's, it's your path of productivity because it's your recharge time. It's the time that you take for yourself. So that's just, that was perfect that you mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so true. And just to take it uh, further, where I see that we all can get into trouble or when, you know, uh, people can experience suicidal ideation, and at least in my own life, I can speak for this, is when I'm in a low state of mind and then I make conclusions that that's how the world is, you know, yes. that 
And then it carries with me. And again, just like we talked about, if I'm then believing, if I'm jumping to a conclusion about myself or that the world is rotten or that I'm no good and I'm a failure or that I'm unlovable, if I'm coming to that conclusion in a low state and I take it seriously, which is my free will to do, I can either take it seriously or realize it's just incessant chatter <laughs> more thoughts coming through the, the thought stream. If I take that seriously, and then even when I'm experiencing a higher mood, what happens is that I actually am shutting myself off to that experience and my experience becomes lower and lower and lower or, or more closed off and more closed off. But that isn't what's really going on. It's just my perception of what's going on. And by the nature of me focusing on this and believing it, it's just what I experience. And thoughts absolutely change our biochemistry. I mean, absolutely. You know, biochemistry is real, but one thing that in the field a lot of times they don't take into account is that if someone's spending 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours innocently, innocently caught up in insecurity or self-doubt or anxiety, of course that's going to have a physiological effect on us. And the beauty of that is, is that we're all on level playing field then. Because we all, in my view, and I think it's a view that you share as well, is that we are innately all okay. And the only thing that can get in our way is our layers of conceptual thinking. So that's hopeful. And it's really hopeful to people uh, and yeah. myself, for sure. And I've witnessed amazing stories. I mean, schizophrenics leaving mental institutions after being hospitalized for decades. I mean, this wasn't something I ever heard of when I was studying traditional psychology. So for me, it's been really exciting to speak with people like yourself, Shauna, or work with clients and just really sharing with people what is possible. Not, not what's probable, but what's possible. Because for me, that's where the fun and the excitement of living really is. Yeah, yes. And I can only say that uh, I really love um, this phrase that Tony Robbins, I think, uses. You can, you only can when you believe you can. And that goes for everything. It's very short and sweet. You can when you believe you can. It goes for the possibilities. It go, it's just where you, you know, uh, what was the expression, the other one? Uh, the energy flows where the attention goes, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's very, very true, and it's all, it, it, it's trapped in your body, just like you said, everything you said is very, very true, and I hope more people, and thank you for doing this program for, for the folks, because the more awareness we have about that, the more conversations we have around that, the more um, awakened minds uh, will kind of get used to the idea that we are the deliberate creators of our own reality. We are. Everything is, our, is in our power, right? Yeah, absolutely, Shauna. I know we're running out of time, but I just wanted to ask if you had one thing that you would like listeners to take home, although maybe that was the one thing, but if there's anything else you'd like to add um, for listeners, if they could really take home today from the call, uh, what would that be? And then if you could share where people can actually reach you if they want to work with you or interested in any of the programs that you offer or want to book you as a speaker or a coach. Yes, absolutely. Well, probably um, in terms of 
what I would add um, to the people, there's so much to add, because I, I, love, <laughs> I love talking about it. I love conversations around that. But probably the biggest one that stands out for me, and that's based on the conversations I have um, across sort of across the ages, it's from the little ones up to, you know, my, my oldest client was um, almost 90. I would say it was, it, it was around clarity and I can repeat, I, I mean, I cannot repeat it enough. Um, I just can't, it's such a simple concept, but I've lived through that and it's really, unfortunately, you will see all the, 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 the reverse um, information uh, online, offline uh, from everybody, clarity, clarity. A lot of people are talking about clarity. So let me repeat that. <laughs> Uh, if that is going to make a difference for you, um, hallelujah. Uh, clarity is not a prerequisite. Let it not, if you don't have enough clarity, let it not stop you. Just keep moving, keep following your heart. And keep, just, whatever feels good for you, do it. Because something, even if you do not see it at the beginning, something is going to emerge, something greater something bigger, you will discover gifts that you didn't know you had through that process, and the money will follow, the relationships will follow, you're going to be an open channel, just keep being that open channel. Um, I actually, Amy, if I have a minute, I would uh, sing just that one line from a song that I love, yes. and it's it was written. It was written by um, by the guy. <laughs> his name is his name is uh, Saint Francis. Um, after him, the city of San Francisco is named. He was a monk, and um, I'm not going to sing the whole thing, but just the beginning line. And it says, "Make me a channel of your peace, where there's despair in life. Let me bring hope." Where there's darkness, only light. And where there's sadness, ever joy. Oh, Master, grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love with all my soul. <laughs> so instead of one line, I sang the whole, the whole verse and in the chorus, but my message was um, taken from this first line, make me a channel. Yeah. channel of your peace and that's what we that's the best gift we can we can make for ourselves and it's been an honor and where to find me um it's it's very simple it's it's on my website at www.janashbeats.com and shana you spell as d as in zebra h is in home a is in anna double n as in nancy a is in anna spitz s as in sen h as in home P as in Peter, I as in ice cream, T as in Tom, and S as in Sam.com. So, janespeed.com. And I'll be happy to answer any questions. And if you need any support, you're more than welcome to contact me. So, 
Thank you, Amy. Fantastic. (laughs) Jana, thank you so much for coming on the call. I would love to have you on again. Um, Something that came to me as a topic that might be great is really talking about the creative process with uh, songwriting and creating business and just focusing in on that. I know I speak with a lot of singers who feel they can't songwrite and a lot of songwriters who feel they can't, you know, perform and things like that. So I'd love to, to maybe talk about that in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> this has been Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com. If you are interested in continuing this conversation with like-minded people like Miss Shauna, we are offering a variety of retreats coming up. So if you want to spend real time kind of unplugging from your everyday life to learn something new and rediscover your innate well-being to build your business and your career, feel free to visit us again at reviveyoursanity.com or you can email me at amy, A-M-Y, at amyleo.com. Shauna, thank you so much and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Big love. Thank you. Thanks. My biggest take home from today was really simple. I was really struck by the openness and willingness to learn and adapt and to look inward. How Jana saw the rules of maybe her culture or through society that she, you know, shouldn't do certain things and she should do others. And how all of that really went to the wind and how all of it was really irrelevant when it came to the fact that her own inner power was much more helpful in guiding her towards creating a lifestyle that not only fuels her soul, but feeds her family. If you want to get more of these inspiring and practical conversations delivered right to your device, all you have to do is subscribe. You can do that on iTunes or on YouTube by typing in the search engine, Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo. If you want to get more goodies, such as information about our upcoming retreats and workshops, we recently uh, had a workshop in Costa Rica We also have a variety of other ones coming up, both in the United States and abroad. You want to head on over to ReviveYourSanity.com. Again, that's www.ReviveYourSanity.com, and that'll get you started in the conversation. Until next time, again, my name was Amy Leo, and I so appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's show. Until next time, keep rocking.